Try and get through this before my guts give up on me again. <laughs> Devil Times 5 this month. Somebody needs a haircut. Not to mention a specialist cobbler. It's Bigfoot. You are listening to episode 80 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast, and this month we're looking at monsters that are so terrifying that the distinguishing feature that they're best known for is that they've got big feet. Who I'm scared. <laughs> anyway, those of you who complain that there are too many puns in my scripts, you're in luck. I've only thought of one for this month's show, and you're going to have to wait for it. I'm not going to say it just yet, T. Oh, oh no. no. The complaints are coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's fun. Um, I'm in a bad way today. <laughs> I've, I've got really bad guts. Yeah. <laughs> I've had the shits, guys. I've had the shits all day. Yeah, hey. Horrible. Yeah, um, podcast exclusive. <laughs> yeah, it's got the shits. <laughs> so, I don't know. If there's uh, some funny edits, if like you hear me go, oh, no, at uh, any point or whatever it might be. <laughs> <laughs> then that's the reason why. Uh, yeah. If if we cut the episode short, then that's the reason why. I um I haven't braved um setting up a mirror to have a look at the state of my undercarriage, but I imagine it looks a bit like um someone stirred some bacon bits into a prawn cocktail at this stage. Do you normally set up a mirror? Yeah, we, is that, that the standard position? I don't normally have the shits. But when you do have no, no, Cliff never gets ill. This is his no, I never get ill. This is really yeah, odd. You, when when like you have got ill before, is that what you normally look at? Yeah, because <laughs> I've never heard anyone else doing that. I don't get ill. It's, it's, it's completely out of my realm of experience. <laughs> I don't think I want to see the state of it. Anyway, uh, this is not what people have come to listen to. Is it? <laughs> Discussion of my anus. How would you even set that mirror up? I don't. I don't get it. Who needs mirrors? We're on Skype. We've got a webcam. See <laughs> the show right here. <laughs> would that explain why my my laptop has got a camera at a very weird angle? Yeah, that's yeah. the arsehole cam. Arsehole cam. MacBooks need them for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't gathered, I'm Cliff, and I'm joined by my fellow devils, Simon, Luke, Bryony, and Emily. Hello. Hola. Simon, you are the hairiest person I know. Thank you. And yet, ironically, quite small feet. What's all that about? What? I'm size 10 and a bit. What are you talking about? Oh, are you really? Yes. Yeah, so I picked you having little size fives. So you've been setting up mirrors and looking at my feet and they've been shrinking <laughs> them or something. Trying to get a look at the bum and all you can see is feet. He's got those circus mirrors. Why Why do I picture you as having little size fives? I don't have size fives. My wife has size fives, I think. But I'm size <laughs> size 10 and a bit. Thank you very why much. Do you, what's the fascination about your friend's feet? Yeah. Yeah. Just because he's like hairy, but I thought he wasn't a Bigfoot. Just he hairy. He sits at home with his mirror, angled yeah. in his arsehole. Yeah, he's got an Excel him. spreadsheet of different people's foot size, how hairy it is. And you also got one of those foot measuring things they used to have in clocks for children's Ooh, feet. Yeah. Well, evidently not. Otherwise, I would know Simon's exact foot, foot <laughs> size left and right. No, I meant that you were just sitting there at and home with it on your own, guesstimating people's foot size. Yeah. We've talked about each other's bodies far too much so far, <laughs> so... <laughs> Before we meet the mountain men, let's go over our highs and lows from the last month of horror viewing. Luke, you went here last month. What have you been watching? Uh, my high is uh, Talk To Me. Um, just had a, a lot of fun with it. I've seen it twice. Uh, enjoyed it even more on the second time. Um, yeah, just a, a very fun horror. I've, I like the, the Racker Racker brothers that made it. I've watched their YouTube for a very long time and they used to do a lot of horror shorts on their YouTube, which was just over-the-top stunts in those. 
Um, so it was really fun to see them be able to make a feature-length film like this. Yeah, I quite liked it. I, I was put off by the way it looks. I really hate that dreary, dark colour grading that's on everything these days. I hate it. I find it really makes me not even want to look at the screen. Yeah, I, I get you on something. Yeah, some of that with some of the colour grading new horrors now. They do look very... <laughs> very very grimy not just horror films either like i watched women talking today um darren wow. aronofsky's the whale they all have this horrible look whenever women talk it's always dreary isn't it well, yeah where were you when you were watching them <laughs> yeah, yeah with his mirrors where were you <laughs> but your, your mirrors working overtime today yeah. bloody hell <laughs> if the window was a bit dusty i could understand why you had thought that was color grading yeah. <laughs> carry on what size are their feet though what size were their feet <laughs> I love it. Cliff's a bit ill and vulnerable, so we're just all attacking him. Yeah. I mean, I don't want. I don't want to think about what happens if I laugh too much. Yeah. <laughs> right, everyone, you have your orders. Yeah. <laughs> Get the mirror set up. Want to see every bit? No. <laughs> Carry on, Luke. And my low. Um, I thought the Meg, the well, Meg the Trench was going to be the dullest film um, I saw this month, and then I went and saw the Dive and. It's just really, really boring. A film, about, you know, about someone that's trapped underwater that her sister has to try and save her, um, and you think that'd be really suspenseful, but it's just really dragged out and really dull and not really suspenseful in the slightest. And I was, I was really hoping it was going to be good, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really not. Apparently, the original's better. Breaking surface. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I, I don't know. If, I, I want to watch it, but I worry that I will be as bored as yeah. I was with, um, with the dive. I think the problem with a lot of those sort of films, a lot of those stories is like, it's their fucking fault, in it? It's hard to feel sympathy for people who get themselves into those sort of situations. <laughs> oh, is it like people who climb Everest? Oh, well, especially that cunt in 127 hours. Sorry, not 127. Um, Touching the Void. Yeah. I hated that film. Yeah. Well, also the cunt in 127 hours, to be fair. Well, I suppose, yeah. And the one in the uh, Nutty Putty Cave that we talked about the other month. Oh, yeah. Bridie. Hello. Uh, I'm always on the ball. My high, Blade. My low, Blade 3. <laughs> I think you'll find it's called Blade Trinity, actually. Oh, fuck right <laughs> off. Do you know, have I spoken about my hatred of, of Ryan Reynolds? Um, and mm. I haven't watched... I hate Ryan Reynolds. I hate it's him. He's quite annoying, yeah. He's very annoying. Mm. Um, I watched Blade 3 because I watched... Oh, God, but there's like a comfort film, which I can never remember the name of. It's, Blade it's 2? It's like about... No, that's another good one though. Um, no, so it's like vampires, Ethan Hawke's in it, and it's like Vampire Society. So I was like, oh, I'm in a mood for like quite shitty vampire movies. So I put Blade 3 on, and I forgot Blade 3 made me really angry, because it opens with like a monologue from Ryan Reynolds. It's just like jokes, 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 jokes. And it's basically the equivalent of someone saying cockwomble and thinking they're really clever. That's Warren Reynolds. It's got cock juggling thundercunt, hasn't it? Cock juggling thundercunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, mm. it's so shite. Um, it's Daybreakers, the uh, one with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah, Daybreak. I love Daybreakers. It's when they're all like flying around rooms, isn't it? Really fast, Daybreakers. No, is it? Sam Neill's in it. Oh, do you know what I realised this month? Sam Neill has the same haircut in every single film. Oh. He does. Could be right, yeah. yeah. Not in not in Hunt for the Wilder People. Not in Hunt for the Wilder People. That's he branched out on that one. But mm. every other film, same here. And that's what I've <laughs> discovered about cinema this month. <laughs> Emily. Um, I've not watched many movies this month apart from quite a few Bigfootses. Um <laughs> so I've got one that's kind of a medium. Um the documentary Shark Exploitation on Shudder. Love that. 
yeah, it was it, it's, it's fun. I suppose I was a bit distracted because I've had like family stuff going on. But um, yeah, good stuff about the various shark movies, including the sort of rubber bath toy type ones that we covered on the podcast. Yeah, Ouija Shark was in there. Yeah, Ouija Shark oh, was we, in Ouija there. Ah, um, oh, wow. And um, there was also one that we didn't cover on the podcast, which I'm a bit sad about. Apparently there was a Bollywood remake of Jaws featuring Mm. people singing while they're in the water. I don't know if the shark sings. They didn't show a long enough clip. Um, That sounds good. But it was quite interesting that you had um, sort of marine biologists talking about the impact that the shark-related movies have had on just how people view sharks and conservation, etc., And they've said in recent years they've got so sick of people asking them whenever they've got a QA. and a have you seen a megalodon? And they're like, no, because they're extinct. And they'd be like, people would be like, yeah, but they're out there in the deep sea somewhere. And they'd be like, no, they're extinct. And people would just go to them. But Jason Statham said. Wow. Um, also, the guys that make the various shit, Sharknado, et cetera, films are really, really passionate about what they do. And it's kind of adorable. <laughs> like the guy that made the film with the six-headed shark or whatever oh, is yeah, very yeah. much like, look, the only problem is the sharks are too cute. And he wanted to make it, rather than having a load of sharks' heads coming off one shark body, he did an experimental animation where all the sharks were kind of like they were walking like a big hand, like thing yeah. from the Adams Family, but made out of sharks. That sounds amazing. I wish they'd done that, not that I've seen any of the... Is it one of them, they're missing like the five-headed shark or something, Luke? So it goes, it goes two, four... No, actually, they miss out four. So it's two, three, five, and six. Oh, I wonder why that is. Well, because four would be ridiculous, right? So the rest of them make sense. <laughs> Simon! Uh, I'd say two sort of modest highs. I watched Scream 6, uh, which I liked a surprising amount. Um, just because I think it sort of settled into kind of a, a daft rhythm again, rather than trying to do anything sort of too radical. Sort of was just agreeably... Stabbed. I mean, there's nothing. There was a crazy amount of stabbing. I mean, a lot of stabbing for one film. It was, and it was just constant stabbing all the time, which is quite quite good. And um, Evil Dead Rise that I liked more than I thought I was going to again. Even though at the beginning I was kind of like, ah, it's as creepy as it thought it might be. And then again, just got really silly. And I really appreciated the like the sort of practical effects, commitment to practical effects, just lots of gore and, and weird stuff happening. And and uh, yeah pretty nasty another one with that horrible colour grade in though yeah but you know get the old HDR on that looks alright does it yeah you're saying they don't have HDR in the uh, Comedia yeah they don't have HDR in the Comedia Cliff they don't have any HDR in any cinema apart from some IMAXs and Dolby Vision cinemas Cliff in fact even then it's not proper HDR it's very hard alright James Cameron (laughs) (laughs) thank you Uh, my highs. Um, okay, I started working through the um, massive Black Emmanuel box set. You'd be glad to know. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Uh, quality <laughs> cinema. But your wife loved it. <laughs> uh, it's always when she's out. Yeah. Um, the first film chronological. Set your mirror up. Yeah, set the mirror up. <laughs> the first Just film me, chronological... the mirror, and Black Emmanuel. <laughs> that is a night to remember. Yeah. Not many women talking in that one. Just. <laughs> The first film chronologically in the set is a film called Free Love. Laura against Don play Emmanuel in it. She plays a, an islander. It's just about a bloke who goes to an island to do some surveying for a silver mine and also to find out what happened to his predecessor who hasn't been seen since he went. And uh, he falls in love with Laura Gentz's character. It's all very sort of travelogy and lovely. And, and But then as it goes on, it takes a really odd, unexpected turn into Wicker Man territory and you realise mm. that he's probably 
been lured into a trap and there's really horrible rituals with live bats being eviscerated and stuff mm. like this and it gets really good um so yeah that was a nice surprisingly good start to that box set and my other high is a tv series this never happens um wolf on bbc one uh six part crime torture porn horror thing incredible just mm. from the very beginning well, for the very first episode, it's just amazing to see such hardcore horror type stuff on primetime BBC One that obviously the bulk of people who watched it slagged it off and said it was, you know, weird, too violent, load of shit, whatever. But no, <laughs> if you're a horror fan, check it out. It's brilliant. You've got like a, a search, you know, a Google search saved of load of shit, too violent, and like, yep, yeah, watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the first people to tweet about it, actually, and uh, I got a load of replies saying, oh, it's too violent, it's too horrible. Ugh. I don't want to watch this on my TV. What's that thing you watching? Do something else. Anyway, there are highs and lows. Uh, now, you want to know what's going on? We're going to move on to this month's theme of Bigfoot movies and talk about a bunch of them that we've been watching. Sasquatch going on. Oh, you said only one pun. They call me Sasquatch. Please check the watch. This is Bigfoot. They call me Sasquatch. Please check your watch. What? <laughs> It's important to know what time you're meeting Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> you like, he comes in and goes, my name is Sasquatch. And you're like, uh-uh, uh, it's only five to four. Come <laughs> <laughs> Our first feature comes from Police Academy starter and director, Bobcat Goldthwaite. It's 2013's Willow Creek. I said I would come on this trip to help you with your film, and it's your birthday, and we're going to have a great time, but I'm not about to say that I believe in Bigfoot. Well, then why are you here? I like being with you. Pets and people go missing all the time. You believe any nut job out there that says Sasquatch is real? Your friends will all think you're crazy, and you'll spend all of your days searching for something that you never find. We're here! <laughs> We're here. The real truth of it is you're out in the middle of nowhere. What is my sock doing in the tree? People don't want us to come out here, so people are probably fucking with us. A man who's been fascinated his whole life by the famous footage of an alleged Bigfoot decides to take his girlfriend camping in the exact spot where it was filmed while also making a documentary about their trip. Yeah, it's found footage. Before we get into Willow Creek specifically, was this month's watch list the biggest load of shit we've ever had to sit through? Or what? We've watched some shit, but this might be, yeah, this might be one of the <laughs> one of the worst. I, they all just muddled into each other for me somehow. Yeah. Like they just... Like, I was like, oh, it's a film with Bigfoot. This this could be really fun. And most of them are just people talking. Mm. Like, and Bigfoot every now and again. We've been complimented on Twitter before for sitting through shit to, to yeah. basically make one or two jokes about it. But I mm -hmm. hope everyone realises who listens to this how many hours of my life I've lost. <laughs> <laughs> I normally watch everything because I, I'm a masochist and also I just think there's going to be some kind of hidden gem and even I didn't watch three of the ones on this plus list. This, wow. this list. I was like, nah, you're right. I forgot some of them I watched after I watched them. I only went to my notes like, oh, I, did, I watched one. Is a storm of horny Bigfoot? 
No, this is no, the no, one. no, no. That's Night of the Demon, the horny Bigfoot. This is the one where people go into the woods in search of Bigfoot. Oh, and he's really bad at documentary making because he starts off every segment with "Hi." Yeah. And he's like, "Don't do that." <laughs> Hi there. Luke, you chose this. So here's the thing, right? <laughs> so when I first watched this, when it first came out, I remember really enjoying it, and then I watched it this time, and I was like, "What did I enjoy before? Like, mm. what did I find in this?" Because I think it's because I watched it when VHS had come out at the same time as well, and all of those found footage films, and I think because I'd been enjoying those, I found that tiny bit of enjoyment in this, but then when I watched this this time, I was like, it is just people talking, and once again, people can't act natural in a found footage film, like, how hard is it to actually have a conversation with someone and seem like it's a real conversation, because there's parts where you look at these people and you're like, oh, these could be people they've, they've actually found, but as soon as they start speaking, you're like, oh no, it's not people they've actually found. Oh, you mean the people they interview in the town? Yeah, it's just that... They're all credited as playing themselves, mm. so... But that, yeah, but there's like only one guy that seems natural. It seems like everything else, they've been handed a script. Do you mean the guy with the book company, book publishers? Yeah, so that one seems a bit more natural. But then the guy in the middle of the woods, that guy, that is just so, so badly acted. Is that the one who oh, tells yeah, them to go away? it threatens them, yeah. That first half hour where it's just a documentary about the town, the tourist town nearby, I suppose it's an adequate documentary if you like watching those sort of travel docs. I, I thought the Bigfoot burger they eat looks nice. Mm. Yeah. Had a foot-shaped bun. Yeah. They find a little cool statues and that as well, so that's... Mm -hmm. There's yeah. some things like that, but... Um... Countryside's quite nice around there. It's a, as far as travel log goes, oh yeah, California's pretty. I'd like to go there. Yeah. I think he just wanted to go there. Like the director wanted to go there and thought, yeah. you know what, I, I can make a film as well. <laughs> he was in like four police academy films. He could do whatever he likes. I read somewhere that he was actually set out to make a comedy film. So like a sort of a Christopher Guest style, sort of semi-improvised um. parody about Bigfoot experts. Mm. but then okay. he thought he didn't want to take the piss out of some of the experts because it was he thought it would be a bit mean to do that so um so he made a shit horror film instead a bit mean to do that when he's been in police academy films with some of the worst things well yeah going on but in you know that was a long time ago <laughs> there's that what is it 25 minutes yeah 21 minutes take just single take just inside the tent oh my god just watch these two really dull people my main objection to that was i'm old and i couldn't hear them properly because they were whispering yeah. but they weren't yeah, like no, doing no, stage whispering so and i'm like shit i need subtitles i don't know what i mean i'd imagine it was just variations on the oh scary noises should we go outside no let's not do that that's stupid i'm scared me too and so on and so on for 21 minutes but yeah and not very well acted so when something mm. supposedly scary happens they don't look that scared and therefore it's not scary oh, i think they look more kind of bewildered because it's like what yeah. the fuck is going on kind of thing so that's either bad acting or it's kind of you know we'll try and just keep this as naturalistic as possible so if something that weird happens you might be more like do it bigfoot says what um <laughs> oh no <laughs> check your watch you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot turns up and goes, what time is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have loved that. I'd have loved if it'd be this boring, boring, boring film and then Bigfoot just wants to hang out on like crack wise <laughs> and like does yeah. the Budweiser commercial and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what's that noise? And then they slow down the Bigfoot noises on some kind of special tech and it's just Bigfoot's going, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> 
He's making this documentary. He wants to find the Bigfoot. And when they finally come face to face with it, they point the camera at their own faces so we can see what they're doing. But considering how bad some of the Bigfoots are in some of the other movies, it's probably just as well that it's all left to just the noise and the effects of the camera being dragged around. Yeah. I thought that worked, actually. That was the one bit of the film that worked for me, the dragging and stuff, just because it was somewhat more interesting than what had happened before it. Yeah, definitely. You know what they say about Bigfoots? Um, dull films? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, while we're dealing with fan footage, let's look at 2012's Bigfoot County and 2014's awkwardly <laughs> titled Exists. Oh... Bigfoot County, hell. first directed by Steve Orn Stewart, which I <laughs> Janet from Grange Hill. I'm only trying to help you, Steve Orn. <laughs> Luke, what do you think about Bigfoot County? It's Blair Witch Project with Bigfoot, but just really shit. Yes, they're making a documentary, same thing. There's a bit where they meet a guy in, who lives in the woods with some kittens, but he's got a van for a oh. children's centre that appears to be called Kids Come. Well, it's, it's actually called Kids Come First, oh. but I'm not sure. Well, what that's, that's, that's nice at least. Yeah, that's, that's... At least he's considerate. <laughs> this is the one where I thought it tells a proper story because Bigfoots obviously don't exist. What? They, they don't. They don't. I watch these documentaries them. about them. <laughs> and watching them, I thought, well, if this happened in real life, someone went out into the woods in America with guns and all that. The, the most likely thing that happened is they're going to meet a load of other fucking cunts with guns and get into trouble. And that's what happens in this film. So I thought that was a, probably got the best storyline out of all of them just for that. But it's a terrible film. There was Bigfoot in it every now and again, but it's just where it went. It just didn't make any sense. Where did it go? Well, it turns into like a torture kidnap oh. movie. Oh, okay. That's the problem all these films face, right? Is that like Bigfoot in and of itself... It's not particularly interesting because it has to lull and just turn into a different kind of film sort of part way through. Torture yeah. porn or but mad sci-fi or something. Yeah, it's just that. the people aren't threatening enough that when it gets to them, sort of someone holding a knife for them, it just seems really, really silly. Well, I, I'm not even sure he is holding a knife. It looks like it's been painted on in post-production. <laughs> Probably. It's Probably just like yes. a grey a rectangle. <laughs> Anyway, the next one is actually directed by one of the Blair Witch Project's directors. <laughs> Eduardo Sanchez exists. Oh, yes, it does. That's about all there is to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a massive found footage fan, but I thought this was okay in the same way that Willow Creek was okay. They, um, the characters are quite annoying. I quite like the fact that they'd come up with a reason for why the Bigfoot was attacking them because they had the whole thing at the front saying these creatures do not attack unless provoked. Yeah, it's sort of competently made. It's fine. doesn't really sort of stick in the memory um, that long. This is the film where the Bigfoot push a house off a hill or something. And it, roll, it rolls down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a static caravan or something. That bit was all right. Oh, I have seen this one. You have seen it? Yeah, I was like, I haven't seen this, but I bloody have. It was shite, yeah. Oh, see, I was the opposite. I, I was convinced I'd seen it before. But then when I put it on, it took me a while to realise I hadn't because it's just so generic. Oh, no, I thought this one was watchable. Do you not think I'm cool anymore? I mean, I only just remembered I watched it, but, you know, it was watchable. <laughs> yeah, it's watchable. <laughs> it was, yeah. I said it was okay, just that the, the characters are a little bit annoying. But um... uh, I mean, that's, that's your standard, though. Like, all these fan footage films tend to have especially like one space around groups they always mm. have to have that one obnoxious one but that obnoxious one usually moves the plot along because mm-hmm. they're the one with the camera yeah. it's just as part of the formula unfortunately I felt like this could have done without being found footage yeah yeah. I felt like it just because it was the director he wanted to because remember he said he wanted to go back to found footage and try and do something like the Blair Witch again 
but mm. it just doesn't work when I don't know the cameras they're using look so much better than what we saw with the Blair Witch it just doesn't really work when there was a thanks in the credits to Titty Bingo <laughs> I thought well I'll see where most of the budget went then <laughs> was Titty Bingo the name of the Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a perfect Bigfoot name, actually. Yeah, well, it was a mama Bigfoot. She's really upset because baby Bingo got hit by the car. Titty Bigfoot. Titty Bingo. All right, not found footage, but a kind of docudrama. The oldest Bigfoot film we've watched is 1972's The Legend of Boggy Creek. Oh, my God. Along with its 1983 sequel. I mean, it's another poor film, Legend of Boggy Creek, isn't it? There's some nice shots of the swamp. The guy's voiceover is deeply, deeply annoying. Mm-hmm. It's like the old school Disney nature documentaries with just some yeah. guy going, hey, who's this little fella? Yeah. It's a mighty fine day in the swamp. And you're just like, fuck off. And he sing a song about it. He's like, oh, little Amos, walking down the swamp, but he's catching all the swamp fishes with his tool. That sort of thing. He's such a cunt, why does he fuck off? And they let me come along. <laughs> it's a G-rated film. Yeah. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. given that there's a lengthy close-up of a dead kitten at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's set in Falk, Arkansas. And for a G-rated film, you don't have to talk about fuck boys a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, hell, them fuck boys. And I'm like, well, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> and, and, about, and about Big Hunt. Yep. <laughs> one of the guys in Fork, one of the Fork boys, he sounds just like Mr. Anderson from Beavers and Butthead. <laughs> Did you know what? No, oh, yeah, hell. he does. I caught the creature whacking off in my tool <laughs> shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whacking off. Uh, uh, you got big feet. Yeah, big feet. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the voiceover guy says that for eight years the creature went deeper and deeper into the bottoms. Hey. <laughs> Whether he had a mirror or not is that <laughs> <laughs> well, talking of which, there's a guy on the toilet taking a dump and he jumps up from the bog when he hears the Bigfoot. He's pulled his trousers down, but hasn't taken off his onesie. So I don't know oh, quite no. what he was planning. Turn it into a twosie, presumably. I assume that he, he'd he gone to the outhouse for some quiet gentleman's time, given that he's got the equivalent of like the Freeman's catalogue and it's on the underwear pages. They couldn't say he was wanking in the G-rated film. No, they can't. No, <laughs> but that was kind of implied. And I got my neighbour whacking off in his bathroom window. <laughs> What was funny in this one was like all the Bigfoot attacks was just the Bigfoot hand would go through the window and then they were all right. You just want to say hi. Yeah, in general. Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. really bad at it. Ta-ra. What's up? Every time. <laughs> just, I genuinely, I fell asleep watching this. I actually fell asleep. Yeah, it was it just so, lulled me to, lulled me to sleep. There's a guy who, um, the narrator says he shot part of his foot off in a boating accident. Now, that's not a boating accident, is it? <laughs> Only in America would they call that a boating accident. It is if you're really bad at boating. <laughs> yeah. How do I make this boat go now? <laughs> if I shoot boat, make boat lighter, make go boat faster. All right, there's a sequel from the same director, Boggy Creek 2, and the legend continues. Oh, this is a fucking... This film is a hate crime. This is terrible. <laughs> How is it 1983 that they made something that's so... 
50s and not even i don't think deliberately unless it is unless it's meant to be a pastiche of kind of 50s 60s monster movies teen movies i don't know but this has got like sort of random sexism with like the, the woman going hey i'm gonna come on your bigfoot expedition not dressed like that you're not young lady is she the one who sees the drawing of the bigfoot and she goes well i think he's sexy yeah, <laughs> you see it. It looks like Chewbacca or something. Well, given how seventies this film was, she probably just thought he was just some guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's in my English class. He's so dreamy. No, that's not Bob. That's Titty Bingo Junior, the Bigfoot. So you know. On the other hand, he won't make you listen to Led Zeppelin for four hours. So you know. Swings around about. Uh, Luke, did you watch this? Uh, yes, I did. I found it the tiniest bit more exciting than the first movie, but still incredibly dull. Mm. And the narrator wasn't in it as much as I would have liked this time around. Oh, you wanted more narrator? Well, he had a lot more excitement than anyone would ever have for the first movie. Um, and in this, he didn't. You know, he was just he was just there for some little boat rides every now and again and looking at frogs. That type of thing. So There's I was quite a frog. sad. He, he was he wasn't in it as much. I caught the frog whacking off on the lily pad. <laughs> oh, how would a frog whack off? With gusto. Any... Yeah, well, they but you don't they? Because they don't have penetrative sex. The female lays the eggs, and then yeah. the, and the male spaths all over it. So you're yeah. saying there'd be a frog basically frotting itself underneath the lily pad? Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know underneath. It'd drown. They're frogs. They're they they're right underwater. It's fine. Oh yeah, they can swim, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> Amphibians. Cliffland's <laughs> <laughs> about animals. <laughs> Thing is, I can't stand David Attenborough, so I've never watched any of that shit. It's mostly about frog spaff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, a couple more from the nineteen eighties now. Night of the Demon and Demon Warp. Uh, Night of the Demon, the form of video nasty in the UK. Probably best watched as a VHS video nasty rather than a lovely pristine Blu-ray restoration. Mm. I don't think I don't think the restoration does it any favours really. According to this, I watched nine minutes of it <laughs> and then stopped. This one's got an interesting film in there somewhere because there's the Southern Gothic mad religious dad and the um, the daughter mm. who has been fucking the Bigfoot, who apparently has a very shaky <laughs> concept of consent. Um, seriously. And she gives birth to what's supposed to be a mutant baby. So I was going to be like, oh, yeah, baby Bigfoot. This is going to be awesome. No, it, it just looks like a plastic baby doll that's covered in Nutella. Oh. And its little <laughs> mouth goes, Arr! and then you, the implication <laughs> is the dad's killed it. And that's it. Um, but th- there's some kind of weird shit going on under the surface in this. But unfortunately, it's another one which... Like with Boggy Creek, it's a lot of, oh, hey, there was this time that this Bigfoot attacked these people in a truck. And you're just like, don't give me another fucking flashback. But at least the flashbacks in this one have got ridiculous gore effects. They like do, the man yeah. who The man who gets his willy pulled off while he's having a wee. Lucky him. Not, not, not in that sense. Not in the no. fun way. No. He's, he's, he's not enjoying it at all. <laughs> I'm fascinated by the fact there's no editor credited on the film. My theory is that they just sent the footage off to like some company that normally does wedding videos and <laughs> said, could you put a feature film together out of this? And said, so we'll try our best. Yeah. They certainly didn't get all the footage they need. I love this bit where one of the actors clearly fucks up their line and they just leave it in. What would you say if I told you there's somebody living back there that's not even, not only seen the footprints, they say she's even... And they just they cut... call her crazy one... They just cut to the next scene because he... <laughs> Messed it up so bad. That's realism. That's how people talk. Demon Warp, though, 1988. This oh, is this, was, this is bollocks, but it's so much fun. I really enjoyed this one. 
let's just put all the B movies that we know in like one movie. So yeah. it's just like a board of Bigfoot. Here's some fucking aliens. Oh no, <laughs> there's zombies and all. Yeah. What? And it's like every yeah, mask they could find, just put them on people. And then have them wander around. So most of it is just a Bigfoot slasher type thing. George Kennedy's in it. He's looking for the monster that killed his daughter and keeps referring to me, Julie, which is fun because. <laughs> yeah. And he and he calls the Bigfoot a woolly bastard, which is great. Yeah. And he wears odd socks. He's such a kook. Yeah, crazy man. <laughs> and then in the last twenty minutes, uh, they discover a spaceship in a cave, and it turns out the Bigfoot is one of the friends that got turned into a Bigfoot by aliens. Right. Uh, and then a load of zombies come out. And then, what's that final scene? Was it all a dream? Yeah. Um, or is th- I think it was a dream, then it wasn't a dream, then it was a dream again. And then it wasn't a dream. Yeah, it's the, bedroom, the bedroom is extremely sparse. It doesn't even have any walls. Yeah, it was like a set on a fucking play, like a fringe mm. theatre production. <laughs> <laughs> Those two girls go into the forest. They've heard there's a big crop of marijuana there. And they get there and it's all gone. And so one of them just takes her tits out instead. <laughs> With the aliens at the end, it's established that um, if you're a man and they kidnap you, they make you into a zombie and then maybe later a Bigfoot. If you're a woman, they will sacrifice you, but only if you've got your tits out. Yeah, just your tits right. out. You keep your pants on. Yeah, you keep your pants on. Even if you weren't wearing pants, they put pants on yeah, you. Yeah, they put weird they... alien pants on you. <laughs> <laughs> and they had some, do they have some like crackers kind of alien gods? Yes, and there's this kind of like chief alien who's just this kind of like blob. It just looks like basically sentient mints yeah. in a big cup. And he talks nonsense language that the guy can apparently understand. And I swear at one point he calls him a twat. <laughs> he is a twat, turning those people into well, big yeah. fits. Sadly, that film is only available in a really bad VHS rip. And I couldn't even tell if it was shot on film or video it's such, in such a bad way. But that really needs a Blu-ray. That's, it's, it's a good film. Anyway, that brings us to the gorier side of Bigfoot Attacks. Uh, firstly, 2006 is Abominable. Ah, ah, this has two... Star Trek guest actors in it. Hold on to your hat. <laughs> is active fact. Um, so it has my boy Jeffrey. Who Jeffrey is, Coombs. Yeah, recurring I can't believe, I still can't believe you refer to Jeffrey Coombs as a Star Trek actor. He's in, He's in every Star Dr. Trek. Herbert He's in West. every single Star Trek though, other than TOS. Yeah, he's like several different characters sometimes in the same episode. It's very impressive. Um, but also the main guy played a half-betazoid who fell in love with Deanna Troy in TNG. Oh, the guy who looks like a sort of Poundland Anthony Perkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Poundland Perkins. Um, and also Bishop is in this. Lance Henriksen. Yeah. Yes. I like this. What a strange little film this was. I quite enjoyed this one. What, fi- what film are we talking about? Abominable. Uh, well, I don't think it's DreamWork Animation's best movie. <laughs> we. Uh, um, I don't know why we needed Rear Window with Bigfoot. Um. <laughs> well, you say that, but James Stewart in Rear Window never used his binoculars to stare at teenage girls in the shower. Oh, so. True, but he did still look out his window and he couldn't leave the room properly. They should have had a lino down, really. There was a lot of carpet in that house. Made it very difficult for him to get around. Not very adaptable. It's annoying that there's good practical effects in here. Um, yeah, there's one really good bit that isn't even gory it's just where the girl gets pulled through the window what a fold, and yeah folded in half i just yeah. did not see that coming it's so <laughs> cleverly done and then you've got the person's face that gets pretty much completely punched off mm-hmm. um as well and the, it's just it's just annoying that there's fun moments like that but again it is just mostly people talking for the rest of the movie and it's the final shot of the movie that makes you wonder 
why couldn't the rest of the movie has been as fun as what that final shot is? Yeah, it's it's annoyingly boring. I was really surprised they got Lalo Schifrin to do this score. You know, he did the Mission Impossible theme and Starsky and Hutch and Dirty Harry and the Amityville Horror. Written and directed by Ryan Schifrin. Ah. That's how. Mm. His okay. son. What, what was that conversation like? Dad, I've made a really shit film. Can you try and <laughs> improve it with your... Oscar winning Well, maybe he wrote the score first and said, son, no one will make a film to this score. <laughs> Please, can you have a go? It's not a good score. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now for the goriest of the lot, 2017's Primal Rage. Yeah, the gore was really good. Um, this was watchable. This is the nicest things we've said about any of these films is these are watchable. Some of them yeah. are watchable. Yeah. It actually looks like a professional production. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a nice forest. I want to know if those American towns, though, where it's just full of rednecks who, who are pricks and bearded baseball yeah. cat words. Are they real? Are they really exist? Why were they being pricks? They're like quite near a town. They're quite near settlements. They're not like yeah. in the... Because isn't this all based sort of near and around California? I don't know. Where's Bigfoot sort of based? Your main Bigfoot, as in your Sasquatch one, is California, but it's got different names in different parts of the state. So like the one in uh, Boggy Creek is actually the uh, Fox River monster. And then there's um, there's a Louisiana swamp uh, okay. swamp swamp bastard or something. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> there's quite a lot of sort of Bigfoot type stories sort of around. Um, Are they just America, hairy drunk all over. men? It's just, just hairy dudes. There was hairy a brilliant dudes. story that I read somewhere about the Louisiana one where um, people said that one day they'd caught one and they took him to the nearest bar. And they put clothes on him. I don't know why they did that. Maybe they were just very religious and they didn't want to see his hairy nips or whatever. <laughs> I sympathise. And then he escaped, but it turned out it may have just been some drunk guy. May. <laughs> there was a Russian one that was like infamous and they were sort of paraded round and they found some genetic evidence. It was just uh, a lady of an ethnicity that Russian people weren't used to. No. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, there was one in Montana in 2018 where the was just in the forest. He got shot at because someone mistook him for a Bigfoot, which I think is a pretty bad diss. Yeah. Americans and their guns, eh? They love it. Uh, and a shout out now to our listener, Kyle Mc88, who contacted me on Letterboxd to beg us to watch the 2004 film Suburban Sasquatch. Hey! Thanks, Kyle. This is probably my favourite, to be honest. I, I have not seen it, but um, all I'm aware of the film is just the sort of, well, titty bingo. Um, he's got sort of interesting tits. Yeah, they've got titties. Cracking norks. And he makes a really good noise. Yeah, the noise It's like they got their sound effects from like a rights-free library of video game sound effects. I think they got the police car from some library of video game police cars as well. Yeah. <laughs> the one that the one that he picks up and it it's not even 3D. It's just like Oh, the CGI <laughs> is incredible. When you do the transform tool on Photoshop and pull the wrong one, it goes all skewed. There's a lot of bad CGI birds going on, as well as all the, the bad Bigfootness. And the CGI blood, little uh, fountains yeah. of CGI blood. Yeah, that was so funny. Like, for ages, the film was on this mad cycle where the Bigfoot would show up, kill someone, she'd pop up, shoot it in the shoulder, it would run off. Then towards the end, when the Bigfoot's wrestling with her and she's like, that guy, that journalist, uh, she's like, because she sounds like she's from the Bronx, she is not. I don't, I don't think she was actually a Native American. Get me she's like, the killing blow is in the heart. She's like, right in the heart, dies right in the tits. The killing blow is right in the tits. Like, and it bled pixels. 
absolutely phenomenal work. She and the bloke are talking about a magical, mystical being. They say the big. F- I had to rewind. I genuinely thought they said a magical Mr. Bean. Similar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What I loved about this was like it was made really sincerely. Yeah. Like they really wanted to make a point about the environment, mm-hmm. I think, and the new development, because that was the idea was this new housing development had like caused nature to become unbalanced. And the Bigfoot was avenging it. And they really wanted to make this. It wasn't cynical, but, you know, completely shit. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's it's ineptly made, but it is also kind of just a sense of, I, I really want to make this movie and I'm going to get all my friends and my family involved. Yeah. It's kind of one of those ones you can't look away from, I found. Is mm. I just wanted to see what the next mad thing was. Ultimately, it's tedious and shit. And uh, the end <laughs> credits include a credit for whoever did the pants wetting effect. Yeah. There's so many credits for like 15 credits for whoever designed the Bigfoot costume. It's mm. like just the, just the tits, really. That's the only design element. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to admit to it if I'd designed that. If I'm honest. <laughs> well, I, th- I think they're all the director's family. So they pretty much are. Yeah, they've all got yeah. pretty much the same surname. And there's like oh some an old God. woman singing a hymn over the end credits, and that's that's singing it, singing it really badly. I know and then it's terrible. The, the, then the caption pops up, soundtrack available from Troubled Moon Films. It's like, no thanks. <laughs> Give that a miss. I suppose it's like his granny or something and she's like, am I famous now? Yes, Grandma, you're famous now. Oh, the scene where she's like, I know you don't believe in God, but just go to the place where you were and God will give you a sign. He's like, okay, Grandma, I love you, so I will. So it's a, it's a bit sort of Twin Peaks. Mm, yeah. In fact, there's some truly Lynchian moments in this film. There's a bit where like, there's this couple, one of them's just like dancing to music while the other knits. And there was like some scene from Blue Velvet and the Sasquatch attacks them. Mm. It's so weird. It's so deeply strange. And then one of the cops has got his whole thing about, oh, I think the Sasquatch is following me because he killed my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and they have like the flashback of um, him and his wife sitting on the porch and then the Sasquatch comes and it's... And then <laughs> she did. But he was trying to cover up the Sasquatch existed. I, I assumed that he was meant to be like kind of like a CIA kind of like, yes, sir, no, I won't tell them, sir, but that got kind of dropped and then it was just like no no the sasquatch is following me suddenly it's become jaws the revenge but with a sasquatch <laughs> uh yeah so thanks to carl mc88 for recommending that incredible <laughs> it was, it was an experience. Uh, some people might say that we've fucked up by including a film about a yeti rather than a bigfoot as our second feature but okay. it's set in new york state rather than the himalayas so it's definitely the film that's wrong. From 1974, Michael Findlay, or you can call him Mike, according to the credits, Shriek of the Mutilated. The sight of it will live with you or die with you, but you will never forget the Shriek of the Mutilated. The abominable snowman, the Yeti, or is it? A scientific expedition that turns into a nightmare for all but a few with the surprise ending of the year. Sometimes it almost sounds like something human find anything out there. Well, Dr. Prell thinks we might. Oh, Prell's got a thing about snowmen. The trouble is that people believe that garbage is can get themselves in trouble. It's the damnedest thing, Ernst. If it isn't a Yeti, I can't imagine what it could be. I could see it as it was chewing the flesh of Tom's leg. This is not for the weak. This is truly the shriek of the mutilated. Rated R. A professor takes four of his students on a field trip to the countryside in search of a yeah, a, big, a Bigfoot. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's 
Fend off. This shit one, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of those kind of very B-movie ones where you're like, oh, the title's interesting. Yeah. And uh, that when it's got the twist, that could kind of, oh, that points to kind of a fun, interesting, campy time, but it's actually quite tedious to watch, I'm mm. afraid. So yeah. much talking. Yeah, yeah. I watched up to the end of the party scene when they're having a nice dance to popcorn. That's really weird, isn't it? But if you asked what film did Popcorn by Hot Butter appear in, you wouldn't go, oh, that's Shriek 1974, yeah. Shriek of the Mutilator. Yeah. It was a nice surprise, yeah. And they actually had popcorn. They, they planned the party very yeah. meticulously. Yeah. It fills up a good few minutes of those first... That first reel, wasn't it? I thought that song was 80s rather than 70s. Maybe that was a cover of it. Um, no, I think... No, I mean, that, that is a cover. It was originally done by one of those, you know, grey old men who experimented with synthesizers. Oh, yeah. And then Hot Butter covered it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it made me think of... Did you ever watch X Factor? They had a movie night where all the contestants had to sing a song from a movie and Simon Cowpick for one yeah. of his acts, um, Crying by Roy Orbison, and uh, the rest of the judges said well, what, what film's that from Simon Cowell it's, it's from Gummo Gummo <laughs> no way what's Gummo yeah. who's Gummo yeah no, there's no way Simon Cowell knew what Gummo was Simon Cowell fucking loves Harmony Corinne he is like absolutely bang on that he's always watching kids isn't he <laughs> <laughs> allegedly <laughs> through his mirrors <laughs> Is he Sasquatch? Yes. Yeah. Simon Cowell. Simon yeah. Cowell, yeah. His trousers are high to keep all the hairs inside. And it's his titty bingos as well. Um, yeah. Yes, he's our version of Sasquatch. That's depressing. Did you like the um, white guy playing the, not just a Native American, oh, God, but a yeah. mentally handicapped one? Yeah, yeah delightful. Yeah. Mm. I liked um, Keith. Just Keith. He's, yeah, he would say things in a really strange way. I don't know if it was just his accent, but I, I found joy in that. He's the one who makes it to the end and then he sort of overacts when he goes, Jin Sung, just would react really slowly to things. Like, I don't think these are uh, professional actors. You don't get many hero characters called Keith, do you? No, you no. don't, which is fucking great. You, Brian, did you just say you don't think they're professional actors? I don't. You're sure I don't from know. that brilliant line delivery. <laughs> the, where's Kerr? Kerr! Oh, God. What about the bit where the woman's scared to death by objectively the worst ever costume to be put on film? (laughs) (laughs) It looks more like an old English sheepdog. Yeah. When the Yeti first appeared, it was just hard not to laugh. It's annoying that this film could be one of those so bad it's good, but because it's so dull, it's not Mm. good. But it's just that the Yeti costume is hard not to laugh at. The Yeti costume is very funny. Yeah. 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 Good use of DSE Ray on the soundtrack there. Music that's in The Shining as well. Mm. Yeah, I noticed that. Mm. Kubrick was going to have uh, popcorn in it too. This is pre-Shining though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Post-Berlioz. Yeah. No, it was written for this movie. <laughs> they dug Berlioz up and said, Oi, Hector, can you write us a tune for a Shriek and Mutilated? Yeah, you get Shriek and Mutilated. Shriek and Mutilated. Shriek and Mutilated. <laughs> it's about Old English Sheepdog. Who <laughs> scares people to death so they taste better? Was it implied they were also Nazis? There was a Nazi at the end who looked um, a bit like Bodger from Bodger and Badger. 
Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows it was Badger who was the Nazi in that partnership. Everybody knows. Everybody, everybody knows that Badger loves mashed potatoes. I think you'll find. Sadly, they couldn't afford Badger for this movie. So yeah. Well, he was going to be the Yeti, but he was running muck on sets. So he actually to... scared people <laughs> to death yeah. with I the mashed potatoes. I think Badger was covered in muck from what I remember from when we last talked about him. <laughs> there were some very sordid allegations made against Potter and Badger's relationship. Well, you can't libel the dead, can you? So that's all right. No, that's true. Can you not? What, Badger's yeah, dead? Yeah. <laughs> Badger. No, I you know, I'm being silly. <laughs> malnutrition. Like, instant mashed potato isn't a balanced diet, even, <laughs> even for a puppet. <laughs> Is that it on Freak of the Mutilated and all Bigfoot films then? Yeah, we wished for you this. Um... And all these movies should be big shit instead. (laughs) 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 Okay, Scary Noises, Simon and Bryony versus Luke and Emily. Here are your first pair of Scary Noises. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Fuck, I Five in the morning, four in the morning, three in the morning. Yes, Luke. Oh, hang on, whose duck is that? Have you both got ducks? Luke's duck. duck. What have you got, Brian? Is that a chicken? She's got a chicken. Cool. Is it Bigfoot County, the dialogue? It is, yes. Music? No, I don't know the music. All right, Brian and Simon, can you get the music? What are you doing? Fuck you doing, man! What are you doing? Fuck, I don't know what Five in the morning, four in the morning, three in the morning. Fuck you. Sleep. Let's sleep. Please, we have a long day. God sleeps. Saturday Night Fever? It works really well as a mashup. Yeah, it was quite banging, yeah. Five in the morning, three in the morning, two in the morning. It was from Megan. Oh, okay. Number two. Get your back into it, man. We got no time for your lamigan. Don't you know that there is a big foot out there to catch? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a big foot. So, uh, what kind of goodies you got in here, huh? Goose, goose, goose. Simon, did you? Yeah. What was it? Goose, goose, goose. I said, I've got the spray thing. I said, goose, 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 but I'm going to say goose, goose, goose. So we've got a duck, a chicken, and a goose. Was Emily, it? what's your. Well, one's an egg, so it all works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was the dialogue demon warp? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Don't know what the music was. It's <laughs> got your lollygagging. Where is that man meant to be from? He's from Ireland, obviously. Oh, right. He sounds more like he's from Newfoundland. You got the fucking Bigfoot to catch, so you do. <laughs> Did you get the music, Brony? No. No, no Emily and Luke, can you get the music? Get your back into it, man. We got no time for your lollygagging. Don't you know that there is a big foot out there to catch? Arr. Yeah, I'll give you a big foot. So, uh, what kind of goodies you got in here, huh? Oh, uh, it's just my, um... No, I, I recognise it, but I can't, can't get it. Salem's lot. Um, number three. His parents, brothers, sisters... <laughs> 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 
suburban Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even watch it. Didn't even have to watch it. You guys all had to watch it, and I got the point, and I didn't even have to watch it. Ugh. That was actually the music. You um, can't do that. What? That's not music. <laughs> it's not dialogue. That's dialogue. It's lyrics, man. It's lyrics. Bigfoot singing the song of its people. Did you get the dialogue, Simon and Brian? No, I'm too excited about Yeah, all I heard was rah, rah, rah. Right, Emily and Luke. His parents, brothers, sisters, he wiped out his entire family with a shotgun. And then the next owners of the house only lasted there about a month. They said that they were driven out of the house by evil spirits, and the house became famous all over the world. That's why the most recent owners sold the property. They'd gotten tired of media interest and constant tourists. Are you seriously telling me that you have never heard of the Amityville Horror House? <laughs> that music's got a hell of a donk on it, though. Uh, it's one of the shit Amityvilles, but I can't remember what it's called. It's the one where they can't pronounce Amity. Yeah, I know, but I can't remember what it's called. No, it wasn't haunting, was it? No, nah, it's Amityville Asylum. Asylum, uh... Amity. Halfway through, 2-1, Simon and Brian E. Number four. <laughs> Sorry, Luke, is that your duck? No, that was... That was actually on the music, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What? Just gonna be Hugh Jackson. We're all gonna die. I just saw it. All right, that's it. My turn to drive. No, I'm serious. Um, Is it exists? Is the dialogue? No. Oh, never mind then. I guess the music is Legend of Boggy Creek. Oh, it is, yes. Yes. And so the dialogue for Luke and Emily to get. Just gonna be Hugh Jackson. We're all gonna die, I just saw it. Alright, that's it. My turn to drive. No, I'm serious. Okay, what's wrong? What are you doing? Oh my god. It's not Final Destination 2, is it? Or is it? No. It is. Yeah, Final Destination 2. Oh, okay. Mm, nice. Uh, number five. Right there in those trees. You see it? Yes. It's, it's a giant piece of bread with lakes on it. <laughs> it's right there in those trees, I swear it. Oh, do you choose these? this watching girls in the shower are we Preston dialogue is abominable it is yeah it is abominable to be fair (laughs) (laughs) bang on (laughs) anyone music no Uh, it was a difficult one actually it was Disturbia okay Mm. so with one to go it's three all is number six just gonna put it in your mouth and I want you to slow your brains out Gosh. That's quite a scary noise. Mm. Mm. The music sounded like a panic attack, so I enjoyed that <laughs> immensely. No. Uh no. I guess the music is Night of the Demon. Correct. Uh-huh. Hmm. Dialogue, anyone? Blow your brains out. Blow your brains out. It was Last House on the Left. All right. 
So that is 4-3 to Luke and Emily. <laughs> so it's a brand new pair of size 50 Nike Air Jordans to Luke and Emily and a big size 50 kick up the arse for Simon and Bryony. Next month, Dario Agento. We've covered some of his films in the past, but from Cat and Nine Tales through to Dark Glasses, there's a bunch we've never really talked about, not officially anyway. Uh, Bryony has picked that theme and uh, he's picked Phenomena as one of the features. So Luke and Emily, what do you want to do as the other Argento feature? My preference would be Inferno. We've already done that, episode one. Oh, bollocks. Um... I could be an arsehole and say Phantom of the Opera, but I'm not going to do that. I was going to say Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, now. cool. Why not? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Bow, 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 bow. But is that one, is it? The musical? It's not the musical. Pretty woman <laughs> walking down, down the, the street. street. Pretty woman. It's not Pretty Woman the musical, no. <laughs> Grease Lightning is that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now I'm off for a shave. Um, I don't want to end up like that guy in Montana. Um... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest i'm probably more likely to offer a shit, shit we've yeah. managed we've managed the whole recording without me uh, losing my guts all over the place you're gonna set up your mirror yeah set your mirrors yeah, up set your mirror up. get your mirrors no, set up no one needs to see that all right then um Till next time, <laughs> rate and review us on iTunes. Good, I suppose. Give, yeah, give us five stars on five Spotify stars as well. Five stars on iTunes, five stars on Spotify, five stars review your podcasts. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah.